What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Gunter, and we folks are joined by WWE Hall of Famer and wrestling legend, the man known simply as DDP. Okay, Uh, look, I'm so pumped about this one. And this man really needs no introduction, but I got to be honest, it's my show. So I'm going to give it a shot. Let me paint a picture for you, rather. Actually, that might be a better way to do this. So growing up as a young kid out in Seattle, Washington in the mid-90s, there really were a couple staples in my life that I could count on, okay? There was uh, the glove and Rain Man with the Seattle Sonics. There was Griffey Martinez, bad to the bone Jay Buhner with the Mariners. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, and oh yes, on Monday nights, I could always count on WCW, Monday Night Nitro, okay? And DDP was one of the absolute legends uh, that was a part of that lineup at that time. And uh, man, I can't even tell you how many diamond cutters I put on my younger brothers in our living room watching that stuff. So look, I, I was so pumped for this. Uh, I mean, we could have done the whole you know hour just talking about his wrestling career alone. Um, you know, his, his incredible breakthrough into wrestling later in life, the obstacles that he had to overcome, all fascinating. But what's even more impressive to me is this second act, so to speak, of, of his career. If you're not aware, he has founded a DDP Yoga, now today known as DDPY. Uh, it's a lifestyle and fitness program. And you may have seen it because what's starting to happen is the users of his program have seen incredible transformations. And I don't mean that in like kind of like the pandering way where I'm trying to pump a workout program. Go and watch it for yourself. Just go YouTube, type in transformation, and you'll see some of these incredible stories. Uh, The first one to go viral is a guy named Arthur, disabled military veteran who could hardly walk. Just incredibly emotional transformations that happen before your eyes. He's since also done uh, documentaries. His first was uh, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. He even teases that there's going to be a second documentary coming out soon. But to put money where his mouth is, you know, when he said he was going to come on the show, he offered to let me try out the DDPY Yoga app. And uh, I got to be honest, Sonia and I did it together. It's fun, incredibly motivating. I mean, DDP's fingerprints are all over this damn thing. And it's as hard as you want it to be, or it's as easy as you want it to be. Uh, that's one of the things we talk about today. It's so well thought out and that it makes it approachable to anyone of any fitness level. And just the way that it's impacting people within that community is just so cool. So today's episode was an absolute blast. You know, I've had some really fantastic guests as of late, but man, this really was one of my favorites just for a number of reasons. So Make sure to stick around. Uh, I'm going to run my takeaways by my lovely wife, also known as the mother of my children, Sonia Gunter. We were pretty well aligned on this one. Uh, Very similar takeaways, and we both absolutely loved it. If you want to let us know what you're thinking of the show, please do leave us a rating and review. It certainly helps. If you want to reach out to us directly, you can drop me a line at kengunter.com or hop on over to uh, the show's Instagram account at the underscore professional athlete. You can follow us there. Let us know what you think. I really do my best to try and get back to everyone. 
And uh, so far, I, I say this a lot, but I haven't said it in recent weeks. Man, thank you to everyone for all the support. We're having an absolute blast doing this, so I'm glad you're all enjoying it as well. Uh, man, without further ado, let's stop the intro and let's get the show rolling. Please welcome DDP to the show. Here we go. <laughs> Dallas, man, thank you for joining the show. It's good to be here, babe. Good to be here. Yeah. So, ten-year-old uh, me right now is like <laughs> jumping through the ceiling. I was a diehard WCW Monday Night Nitro. We used to have wrestling parties. Do you know what I mean? And I would be yeah, diamond cutting people off the couch. Night Nitro <laughs> parties were everywhere, man. I mean, we were. It, first of all, the fact that we actually got to compete with the WWF, now WWE, at yeah. that time, but then got to basically kick their ass, you know, for 83 weeks. Eric Bischoff does his own podcast called 83 Weeks. You know, <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was uh, when you think about that, I, I got into I tried wrestling when I was 23. It didn't work out. Ah, okay. Um, got into, I mean, I was, so, that's 1979. And I, um, I was so mad when the eighties came around and the WWF it was WWWF what I grew up on. Yeah. Um, started to explode. Yeah. And I was so mad that I didn't pay my dues that wow. I, as much as I love the bar business, cause it really was about the booze, the broads and the party. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I wasn't just working. I was running them and yeah. it was the best, like guys, you know, play sports. They play in a band. They do whatever they can to get girls. There is no easier way to get girls than to run a nightclub. <laughs> and at the highest level right uh, well and you were you were in south florida no less well but i was in jersey i was in oh. california i was in south florida and that's where i really made my mark but i originally made the big mark when i was a kid um in jersey ah, no and, kidding. Uh, north jersey and asbury park where the stone pony was one block away that's where bruce springsteen would get up and play in the seventies and eighties. And I mean, he would just get up and play with bands. Unbelievable. Like, he, he was, you know, he was the boss. He was the, he was the king of our area. Bon yeah. Jovi came through the same, same territory, Asbury park. I know him since he was 15. I got pictures of him all through the years. And no kidding. the bottom line is, is that I, I was so mad when wrestling blew up. And I didn't stick with my goal, which was my dream. So I just stopped watching wrestling. And then one so, so you you had the dream to be a wrestler that early. Kid. No, as a kid. Like a oh, kid. wow. I yeah, okay. Dream, you know? And then I tried it at 23, but I only had three matches. I hurt my knee. I, I, I got an opportunity to run my first club. It was small, little rock and roll place. Uh, and I got swept away in the booze of bras in the party. Yeah. And like I said, wrestling blew up in the 80s. I was so mad I stopped watching until one day I was 
flicking the channels. <laughs> and uh, I came across a dude with Gorilla Monsoon who had a leather jacket on and a do-rag and these crazy sunglasses and a boa. And he had the coolest voice ever. And I'm like, who is that? It was Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, man. And the Governor. first guy to come through the curtain. He had long hair, Fu Manchu, and a bag over his shoulder. And I'm like, who the hell was that? <laughs> and then I watched the, you know, the man, Jake Stake Roberts, his work in the ring, his interviews were so amazing. It sucked me back in as a yeah. fan. Yeah. And I got that, that Halloween, I think I got dressed up like Jesse and everybody knew who I was. And, um, um, what had happened is I was running a nightclub in Florida and Jake actually showed up at my club. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. If you, if, I've never heard this. Yeah. If, 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 if Tampa on the West coast yeah, and then Miami, that's 300 miles and across alligator alley. I did a um, couple of stints on in spring break in uh, Panama city. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can remember. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what ended up happening is Jake came into club and this, this club, oh, you know, I'm supposed to have 800 people in there, but I got like 1200, 1300 people. Six bars. This this was the big time. Yeah. And Jake came in and I came around the back and uh, said, hey, man, you Jake Snake Roberts? And he's like, who wants to know? <laughs> I'm like, the guy who runs this place, he goes, yes, what can I do for you? I said, what can I do for you? What are we drinking? And yeah. that's how I met Jake. And uh, he, he, of course, he didn't pay for any drinks after that. Right. And uh, <laughs> I, I, Ted DiBiase, the Bushwhackers, a lot of the boys, because between Tampa, like I said, and Miami. Yeah. You know, long ride. So why don't you stop off in Fort Myers? They're there every six months, you know, uh, and get get the guy who takes care of you and doesn't, pay, doesn't charge you for any drinks. Absolutely. So that was a place to go. And, and it started getting me thinking. And that's when I – came up with the idea. I was too old to be a wrestler. I was 31 at the time, but I could be wow. a manager and I created diamond Dallas page and the diamond exchange and the diamond dolls. It was all my imagination. Yeah. You know, I think it was Einstein. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he basically said that there was nothing more powerful than your imagination. Yeah. And what you imagine so many little kids have such amazing imaginations and so many people push them down. You're never going to do that. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I listened to that my whole life. Uh, and mm. they, every time I prove wrong because I want to do something because I imagine it and I can envision it. I can manifest that into reality. So yeah. my goals are always like really high and I might end up to the left, to the right, a little underneath, or I might just blow through it. And yeah. that, I mean, not a number of times. And I made a videotape, Ken, of yeah. me and three guys who wanted to be wrestlers. Not that uh, okay. wrestlers, who wanted to be wrestlers. Got it. One called Big Bad John. Another I called Rock Hard Rick. <laughs> 
worked the door for me. Well, actually, they all did. They were, He worked the door for me, and he was a midget, and I called him Teddy Bear. And <laughs> Diamond Dolls came out with him, and I we did these promos. I was originally sending to MTV because they were doing a lot with wrestling at that time. And I had this guy, Smitty, who I wanted to do, like make Smitty a, um, the MTV wrestler. He looked like Curly from the Three Stooges, the whole deal. And Smitty <laughs> passed. Smitty passed on it. He, even though MTV was interested, he right. passed. And he was like 6'2 and 298, but he moved like a cat. He moved like Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah. And, and I was so mad that he didn't take the opportunity. It's sort of like slapped me upside the head and said, stop making dreams happen for other people. Right. You yourself. Ah. That's when I made that videotape and I sent it to, w, uh, to um, MTV, but I also sent it to the AWA. And yeah. two weeks later, a guy named Rob Russin called me up. And he's like, um, listen, Diamond, we uh, we saw your tape and, you know, everybody, uh, they like it. You know, they we want to bring you and your boys in for a tryout. But we've got one question. You know, we've, we've shown it all around the office and everybody likes your stick, but no one's ever heard of you. Where are you guys working at? <laughs> um... Well, the truth is, Rob, none of those guys can wrestle. You were like, what? You know, I said, but I can teach while they were, you know, training. Uh, No one knows how to get in. It's like a secret society. Yeah. It was basically, don't call us, we'll call you. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. But this is how God has worked in my life on so many different ways, where sometimes if I just keep believing and keep moving towards it, the, the planets just line up for me. Yeah. And it's, it's through a lot of hard work and a lot of belief and never giving up. Um, so I was trying to think of another angle, what I was going to do. And Paul E. Dangerously, who today is better known as his real name, Paul Heyman. Uh, okay. He left the AWA to go to the NWA, which was becoming WCW. Ted Turner was buying it and becoming mm. championship wrestling. So it had it had a void there for a young guy with energy that could talk. That's how I got my first break. Greg Gagne brought me in and he said, bring, you know, those crazy clothes because I wore Leopard skin jackets, holding yeah. my jeans, you know, friggin' zebra skin boots, diamond rhinestone ties. I mean, <laughs> I wore all that shit. Yeah. And um, he says, bring them and some of those hot looking girls, the diamond dolls. Right. One girl would mean, actually, it's funny because it was just up on my Instagram at real DDP and uh, one of my daughters, Lexi, helps me with it. And okay. She found this picture, and the reason why I know it's from the first day is because she's. It's the only time that this girl, her name is Leanne, <laughs> that's who, amazing. Way, 
that smoking hot blonde there, that's 30 years ago. Right. She is the head sales manager for Pfizer. No kidding. Yes. Yes. She is the top of the, you know, we're still really good friends. Um, that's amazing. Um, but the bottom line is that's how I got my introduction. And then Dusty brought me in world championship wrestling, um, not world championship, uh, into Florida championship wrestling. And yeah. where, you know, very smaller group, he was trying to pop the territory. So Dusty had a lot of time on his hands, which was really unfortunate for me because I was only up there one day a week. Uh, just to film TV, and uh, he took me under his wing. He really liked me, and I tell everybody it's it's not about who you know or who knows you. It's about who's willing to say they know you. Uh, and it went yeah, that's an important differentiator there. Yeah, then when Dusty went to be the polka dotted guy in WWE, then he left there, came back to WCW. That's where I got my opportunity to come back to WCW. Ah. Oh. So amazing. Well, you know, it's like you said, the, the, the planets aligned, so to speak, but like luck does seem to follow hard work. Cause I think there's a number of places in that story where most people would have said, ah, well, I gave it a good shot. I gave it a good run. Time to pack it up again. You just said, you said something powerful there. And I find stream that luck is when preparation mm. meets opportunity. Ah, like a lot of people think, oh, it's gotta be lucky. Like, no, Lucky only takes you so far. Yeah. You know, you got to be constantly preparing. Right. Like I leave on Saturday to film a, a Western. Um, oh, no, no kidding. Yeah, it's super cool. It's, it's the best. It, as far as writing, it's one of the best roles I've ever had. And um, um, the scenes I have are, are are just friggin' awesome, especially yeah. the one monologue that I've got in this it's Western. And I've been working my ass off. Like when I went to go see my acting coach here in town, he was like, dude, you're shooting this in how long? I go, we're shooting this in a day. And then these other days are for the other uh, spots. He goes, you're shooting all of this. I go, all that. It's like probably seven and a half pages and oh, of no the way. dialogue I have 85% of it all in one day all in one day <laughs> and 75% of the dialogue yeah. on those seven and a half pages is me yeah the way it all comes together um and you gotta really prepare for that Right. You just don't go there and I'll, I'll wing it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'm, I, I'll improv. Well, and, yeah. you know, it makes me – you said something there too with – you know, it's like when that door does open, like you need to be ready to just kill it, right? And that's the preparation part. It's like people might get a lot of different opportunities over the course of their life, but like when it came, they weren't ready to knock it out of the park. Or they were giving something too early. Right. And – they really didn't appreciate it because uh, they didn't have to work that hard for it. So all of a sudden it's over. Cause if you get a two, three year run at something, yeah. especially in the entertainment world, that just sets you up for life. Yeah. You know, um, 
if it's five or six years or whatever, I mean, it can really create a name for you. Like I was super lucky in the fact that when me and Kevin Nash were tag teaming together as nobodies in 1991, and I tore my rotator cuff and then I was out and then they didn't, I knew Bill Watts was going to let me go. So I quit before he had a chance to let me go. <laughs> he told me, well, I'll be back in a year, you know, after I worked the independent scenes and really put the work in and yeah. I will be back and you're going to want to pay, you're going to want me to come back. Right. And uh, he wasn't there when I came back, but when I was uh, at the WWE Hall of Fame one year, we were both in the green room, and when he saw me, he came storming across the room. Diamond, Dallas, Page, and he, he just put me over. I was just like my jaw at the ground. Here he's going in the Hall of Fame, Cowboy Bill Watts, and he's telling me the story from when I said, before you let me go, let me tell you, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> And here's what you're going to do. And I've enjoyed, I enjoyed watching you do it all. Oh, that's amazing. And then he said something that I hadn't really heard yet. People, because people were hearing about what I was doing with DDPY, you know, now known as DDPY. Yeah, but yeah. He said, but he said, he said to me, he goes, I really love what you're doing right now. And that was super cool. Well, and, you know, I, we started talking about this a little bit before. I mean, I could, I, if you would let me, I could probably talk to you about wrestling for hours. Cause I just, you know what I mean? I was going again through your track record. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, you know, the other thing is I feel like the stuff that you're doing now might be what leaves the most lasting legacy. Like it's just, uh, and let me tell you this, you know, in preparation for this, I was going through your blog posts and I finally had to, I, I had to get out of there because I was choking up at every video I watched because the transformations were so powerful. I go downstairs to get a coffee. My wife's like, what's going on with you? I was like, it's just Alice. It's just so inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just incredible, incredible, the stuff you're doing. I was just sitting with my buddy. He's a, he's, it was a chiropractor. He's an MD. He's got his own radio shows. Um, and, um, we were just going through the program because he's starting my new program. And he's also one of those guys who was one of the Christian athletes when the, the, the strong men stuff. Yeah. He's Dr. Asa Andrews. And I was taking him through these new jacked straps and mm. their blood, their blood flow BFR blood flow restriction training. Oh yeah. You jack them up and the pump you get, the muscle you build, they were mainly developed. Um, a, a Japanese fellow originally developed them. And right up till now, they have been mainly used for rehabilitation. Okay. Get blood in the area because that's how you heal. You yeah. know, it flushes out, then you rush it back in. And that's what makes helps you heal. And the straps are for your biceps, upper biceps, but it's not just your bicep. If you're working your shoulder. It's going to work that. You're working your trap. You're working your back, your biceps. You know, I mean, every muscle in your upper body. Then they have ones for the legs too. Mm -hmm. And um, I was telling him, you know, what I wanted them to do because he's going to start this program that's on my DDP Yoga Now app, and I call it DDPY Jacked. 
and there's 30 minutes workouts and there's 55 minute workouts and they're on the app. It's only place you can get them. I think I just did one right before this. We were, I was going to tell you, they, they gave me uh, access to try it and do, I've been having so much fun, but yeah, I just did like the shoulders, shoulders arms. Straps. I didn't have the straps. No, I think, so I think I'm do- thinking of the right one, but uh, yeah, if it said, yeah. if it said Jack and you got a hell of a workout. Yeah. What is, and one of the things, <laughs> and I don't want to, I, I don't want to, to make it sound like all the sh- stuff we're doing is really challenging. Yeah. That stuff is. Yeah. If you go all the way back to where we begin, they start in bed. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy, uh, Eric Bischoff's son, Garrett, is a good friend of mine. Hmm. And he is working with this group of bikers. He's a biker himself that really help. They help kids who have been physically abused by their parents. Mm. You know, they take them away. Yeah. And so the kid can feel safe. These bikers will put like two or three guys, you know, outside the door. Wow. These kids feel safe then because they know these guys are going to, nothing's going to (laughs) happen. Right. You know, and one of them, and his name is uh, JD, he's 524 pounds. Oh, wow. And Garrett had gotten a hold of me because he wanted to know if I'd help him. And I said, he's a friend of yours, of course. But if you knew how many people I helped that I've never met them before, I just see that they're putting the work in. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I created is a thing called The List. And The List, it's lifestyle change, especially for people who are beat up or really broken down. You really want to learn what real food is. I don't want to tell you. Here, Watch this documentary. Watch that documentary. Why there? It, it makes you put the work in. If I'm going to help, mm. and it's a series of things. And it's on my app. You go to user guide. You go underneath. You hit the list. Everything comes up for you. Ah, okay. I'll check that and out. And this guy JD had already told me he'd started, and he started with my bed workouts. Hmm. Because even the chair ones were going to be too challenged for him at that yeah. moment. So I encouraged him to do two bed workouts and do two chair workouts a week. Yeah. Like, right. Because eventually I'm going to get you off the chair and using the chair would stand strong. So then you use the chair for balance. And my point is DDPY, which is what I call it now, I'm yeah. really even more than DDP yoga because I want people to stop calling it just yoga. Because it's not. It's right. created is completely different, but will give you the same or even better results that, mm. than yoga actually will because of the fusion that I put together. But when I heard this big guy, who's only 42 years old, oh, wow. starting with my bed flex workouts, I was like, okay, hey, DDPY meets you where you are. So you right. go through those workouts – the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's all I do it not anymore is the jacked workouts. Yeah. Uh, and I'm coming off a, I'm kind of soft right now because I got COVID. <laughs> oh, no kidding. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. Lasted, that lasted a good three weeks. Oh, and geez. I had to have the surgery on my stomach because I wanted to get rid of reflux. Mm, yeah. And, and a hiatal hernia. So they had to, pull my stomach out of the 
out of my diaphragm, fix that, and then they put this lynx, which goes around your esophagus, so the food will open up. It's like magnets. And oh, no way. And a ring. And then there's yeah. a steel thing through it to hold them together if, you know, if they open too far. But the bottom line is they open it up, the food goes in, and then they close. And then it's so it can't come back up. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the things that's really worn my voice out over the years, all the acid reflux for the last 28 years. So um, I've been taking those. When you take like a Prilosec or any anti-acids, it's going to kill the dragon in your stomach. Okay. But it's also going to nullify the acid that God put in there mm. so that it can break down the food. It can digest the food. It can kill bacterias that come in yeah. your stomach. So you're really doing yourself a disservice by doing that. But right, because it does a lot of good, yeah. The dragon in your stomach or that. Well, now there's this surgery. It's very new. And, huh. you know, the I, I, when I went on YouTube and started to really look and see what people said, everyone said, real pain in the ass the first four or five weeks. You know, really anywhere from two to five weeks. Every one of them said at the end, though, if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it all over again. Really? Because so worth it once your body, because what's happening right now around those magnets, just like if you've got shoulder, which I've done both shoulders, both knees, twice on, <laughs> on the left. When you have surgery, even if it's something as simple as scoping, well, now there's going to be scar tissue right, around that area. And when the scar tissue happens, now you've got to go and break that up. Well, and that's one of the things I heard in a lot of your workouts is, you know, as you're kind of doing through, moving through these like different ranges of motion, you keep talking about breaking up the scar tissue. Um, and I thought, man, that's, you know, that's such an important piece of this that a lot of people just don't touch on. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the workouts you put together is, I mean, one, they're incredibly inspiring, but they're very approachable. And I think the same way we're like, you're helping folks meet them where they are, whether it be working out in bed, standing up, using a chair, doing something advanced like the jacked in terms of how you're explaining things too, it's making it really approachable and you're meeting folks where they are. So they're not, uh, I mean, probably, you know, intimidated. Right. Because I, I imagine that's why a lot of these, you know, programs that folks start fail is because like they don't feel they're ready or they feel insecure around it. And I, I feel like you do a great job of bringing people in. That that that's powerful. You said it because what happens and again, you don't know this until it actually really happens. And mm. I've been doing it for so long now that I'm constantly right, I'm sorry if that little noise in the background. But both these guys are <laughs> blowing stuff around that they're like <laughs> blowing stuff around. Like one uh. blowing, dude. You're good. Um, the bottom line is that I've had so many people say to me, "You, first of all, they thought I was going to kill them. Oh, my God. Yeah. How can you work out? You're going to kill me. Like nothing could be farther from the truth. Now, mm. Did I used to do that? Yes. I'll give you a great example. Okay. You know, Ortiz. Yeah. A friend of mine. 
He had just had back surgery a month before that. He had said something very nice about me in sportsillustrated.com. And I called him up. We started talking. And I said, listen, dude, I know you're going to want to fight for a long time. This is like 16 years ago. And I I said, you need to do my workout. This is how I got back in the ring when I put my back out. And uh, I ruptured my L4 and L5. Three spine specialists told me I was done. You've (laughs) had the surgery now. And it's better now than it was then. I didn't do surgery. I want to hear my body. You need to do my program. And he said, well, come on down. So I get there. And back then I would make the mistake of asking people, so give me a level. Do you want me to, you know, you want to just start off, start off slow? Do you want to hit with your medium workout? Or do you want me to bring it? Like you tell me, whatever you can do, I'll do. He's like, bring it. Yeah, I imagine Tito, he probably, even with a, a hurt back, he probably can't shut that off. Yeah, but the bottom line was, I really did explain to him that I really want to help you heal this and, and strong. And then we, he was strong. Yeah. And he made it all through the workout. And then I never heard from him again. So I bet you like seven years went by. And he was a Bellator at the time. And I was going to see one of my buddies fight. And I went to get on the elevator, and he's on the elevator. He's like, yeah. GDB. And we big hug. I said, okay, dude, why didn't you ever call me back about the program? He said, honestly, that shit was too hard. <laughs> I mean, you killed really? me. Really? I go, bro, I'm 20 years older than you. Yeah. So, and way more beat up than you. You told me you wanted me to bring it. Right. So I did. So what I learned out of that was like, don't ever do that again. I don't (laughs) care who it is. Yeah. I want them to walk away feeling like, wow, I feel like I can do this all over again. Yeah. Great. And one of the biggest compliments I've gotten is when I meet people who have gone through this transformation and literally, you know, were really beat up. Or really beat up and lost hundreds, not a hundred pound, hundreds of pounds. Yeah. And they've said to me that the way you made me feel like I could do this, like you didn't, you weren't talking down to me. You were trying to inspire me to believe that I could do it. And mm-hmm. you showed me it was okay to step in. <clears throat> it was okay to lower to a knee. Yeah. Well, that's what I encourage everyone. I don't as much on Jack. I'll still say it, but it's like you shouldn't be doing this workout unless you've done the other stuff. Right. But the other stuff's going to prepare you for this. And then you're going to be wanting to go more. You know? Yeah. So, you know, again, you learn lessons as you go through life. Right. And you said something earlier about this overshadowing my wrestling career. And I actually said that to a guy named Brian Alvarez who works for uh, Meltzer. Okay. And we were doing an interview and this was about, God, how many years ago? I went in the hall of fame in 2000. I guess it was about 12 years ago. Okay. Oh, wow. And even back then. Yeah. And he said to me, 
He said, so where is Diamond Dallas Page five years from now? Yeah. And I said, five years from now, I will be the new Jack LaLanne meets Tony Robbins meets straight Richard Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And I said, I honestly believe that at some point, what I'm doing with my whole program today, known as DDPY, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to overshadow my wrestling career. And yeah. he like, what? Like, again, nobody still believed in it. You know, it took eight years to be an overnight success in wrestling. Yeah. And it literally took eight years when I started to make this, not just working out, when I started the, the beginning stages of making this a business, hmm. it took eight years to come together. They, they call, there's a book called Outliers. Oh, it's a fantastic book. You know, and if you go back and look at the people who did these amazing things that people said couldn't be done, mm-hmm. there's like a really good chance They'd worked about 10,000 hours to get there, right? Right. And if you look at it, yeah, I worked at least that much. In my wrestling career, I wanted it to happen so much earlier, but the bottom line was I really wasn't ready. Not Mm. for what was to come. Yeah. When it came, and not, not the beginning of 1996, a lot of people know I didn't start wrestling, Till I was 35 and a half. Which is just so incredible. And I'd already been in the business for three and a half years, well, four years at that Hmm. time. And, you know, back with the AWA in 1988. My career didn't start to take off until 1996. I was 40. My career didn't explode until the end of 96, going into 1997. And when that thing exploded, the NWO exploded. Yeah. Wrestling exploded, the Monday Night Wars. They were already on for a while, but there's that's where we started winning. Yeah. And uh it was unbelievable. And so 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 Brian said to me, he said, "You honestly believe that your yoga program?" I said, "Don't call it that." <laughs> he goes, all right, you're back then I called it YRG. He's mm. YRG. You honestly believe it's gonna overshadow your 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 wrestling career. He goes, man, that's a bold statement. I said, Yeah. I said, I know it is, but you have to understand, bro. There's a video that I'm working on right now that's with this disabled veteran. I'm doing it with his son. Mm-hmm. And it never got viral. It maybe did a hundred thousand views, which is considered going viral. Mm-hmm. It never really exploded until I got with my business partner Steve Yu, and we rebranded the company PDP Yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. And um, first three week, three first three months, you know, we weren't making any money. Mm-hmm. But make it some, 
Yeah. And the bottom line is I had $548,000 of my own money in when uh, it finally took off. But Jericho had started. So you, you had, you'd put, you'd, you'd pushed all in not yeah. to say that's all you have, but I mean, that is a substantial financial investment, like money where your mouth is, so to speak. Well, I've got a new documentary. You've seen resurrection of Jake the snake, right? Yeah. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Connect it out. But that's our first documentary. Yeah. Our next documentary will be out in about two months or a month. I'm hoping. Okay. On Amazon Prime, that's where Resurrection of Jake the Snake is. If you haven't seen it on yeah. Amazon Prime, well, it's really I'll, I'll link to it. It's on a bunch of platforms, but that's just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the new one's called Relentless, and it's yeah. a document from the day I blew my back out, which was in right at the beginning of 1999. We oh, wow. document. From there to today and this journey. And hmm. we stop it. Uh, we, you know, it, it finishes up um, January of 2020. Okay. 2020. January. That's, that's where we put a button on it so we can just finish it up and finish editing it and stuff. Right. Uh, but it's super powerful. Oh, it's man. Powerful. I can't wait. And I believe that that is something, you know, that in resurrection will be around long after I'm gone. And at this point, our app has so many subscribers. And like you said, all you have to do is (laughs) go anywhere near us and see the insane amount of transformations that are so inspirational. They make you weep. Oh man. You know? And that is not an understatement. And I'm not a big crier, although anything involving sports and inspiration might get me. But uh yeah, just some of these transformations. Well, and that's actually well, two points here. One, you know, when I saw I'm trying to remember how I saw Resurrection. It might have just been on like Netflix at the time and I was looking for something to watch while I worked out in my basement. And uh, it was so powerful. My dad, who has since passed, unfortunately, was was battling lung cancer and had become pretty sedentary, had a bunch of issues. And I was like, hey, dad, I was like, whatever you're doing, stop. Watch this documentary. And, you know, and I, I use that as a tool to try and like, you know, get him to get himself inspired and see right. that it was possible. Like, that's how moving it was for me personally. And that was now like three, four years ago. Um, and like, lo and behold, like he did start working out and he did start making a transformation. And unfortunately, you know, like the, like the cancer ended up getting him, but, um, that's just how powerful that documentary is. And just so many other transformations that I've you know had the pleasure to watch. So the stuff that you're doing is just so in- incredibly inspiring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, I'm sitting here with my buddy, Dr. Asa Andrews, he's a good friend of mine. And he was in town, so we wanted to come by and just you know, just catch up. And he's been he's he's one of those uh, power lifter dudes. That, you know, I uh, used to do the the strength for Christ stuff, and uh, yeah, he was a strong guy. And he started using my bands, and he's been getting ready to do the DDPY Jack. So I was literally taking him through the whole lap because we never really went through it. And his mind was blown that I took that Bluetooth heart monitor that was on his chest 
and had it come up on the app. Right. So you can see where your heart rate is. Yeah, that's really cool. And when we start the workout, the heart rate's going to come up on the TV so you can see where you are, you know, during that time. Am I 80, 100, 150? Am I mm-hmm. too high? Am I too low? And then at the end of the workout, it's going to become a video game and it's going to, it's going to say how long you were not in your zone, in your zone or over your zone, how many yeah. calories you burn. So it's really an amazing tracking machine mm-hmm. on top of that. And that blew them away. Yeah. And we started, then we went to Facebook and I tell everybody, don't listen to a word I say about my program. Don't, don't even go to my site. Go to the, the guys on Facebook, DDP Yoga as one word. Mm-hmm. And they have a picture of me and then the six different pictures that I want you to take. Because you can't fake those pictures. Yeah. You're, you know, 250 or three or 350 or four or five or 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you're in the positions and then you're 20, 30, 100, year, two years later. You're in those same positions, yeah. but you're ridiculously supple. In other words, you've gotten back your mobility. You've right. increased your strength, your physiology. You can't fake that. Yeah. So, so that's why I do that. And I was taking him through the Facebook page. I've been so blown away, and, and, and I, every, I've been so busy a lot of times – I would forget to go on because it's a members only. It's not, I don't have anything to do with it. I never go on my, my sites to see what's happening. People yeah. do that. I go, I want to go to where the, the regular people are. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, are just, they found this site and they start to put where their heart on their sleeve. Yeah. And then I get to watch them. And then I, I started doing fabulous Facebook Fridays on hmm. my app, just reading what someone wrote, showing their pictures. And these aren't like extreme one, you know, you know, one extreme to another. They're there. But I love show, telling the stories about the people who are three months in, yeah, eight months in. And they're maybe a third of the way through or half the way through their journey. Right. And how powerful they've become. How much, you know, boom, all of a sudden they're here and they just, they feel more confident. And Jake, when I moved Jake in to my home, and I could do that because I wasn't living with any woman, but the goddamn truth, the woman I'm with today, I can move anybody in I want. She'd go, let's do it. Yeah. We speak the same language uh, and she gets it. And she's a yogi and she loves, she broke her back twice. Once in a car accident, once when she fell out of a tree because a limb hit her and she dropped 15 feet. And, oh, Jeez. And we'd already we'd already known each other years before this. And she I'd like we hadn't had touched each other in a long time, but she started doing not just yoga, she started doing DDP yoga. Oh, you know, cool. Help her build extra strength for her back and break up the scar tissue. And it's amazing to me what an unbelievable physical specimen she is. 
as mm-hmm. far as what she's overcome um, because of the, you know, the uh, immobility of breaking your back, not once, twice. Right, but she I would be cool with anybody that I moved in, in here. Um, but going on that, I took uh, Asa on that Facebook site and mm. I started reading stuff. And he was like, these people put this out on Facebook. I'm like, yes, bro. It's a no judgment zone. Yeah. Like, you gotta read it. And I'm just blown away. Like, like that's one of the things besides resurrection that I'm the most proud of. Oh, cool. I didn't do it. Yeah. They did it. But they're doing it from the stuff that I'm teaching them. Yeah. You know? Hey, let, let me, uh, and I, man, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's so motivating, and, you know, like we've been talking about, no matter where you're at in life. Um, one of the things that I, I wanted to make sure that I asked you today is, you know, what is the difference? Because some of these transformations, like you said, it, I saw one today, I think it was like five, 530 pounds down to, you know, lost over 200 pounds in a year. It was incredible. What is that difference uh, that, causes someone to actually make that life altering change. You know, like, have you noticed over time that there's some trait or something that's happened where, where a person finally really makes that change? Cause a lot of these people are, are trying to break habits for maybe, you know, they've been doing for five, 10, 15, 20 years, maybe their whole life. Um, it's, it's a, comp- some people need to do it gradually. And when they do it gradually and they don't know why they're really doing it, they oftentimes do not succeed. Yeah. They don't have the support system. That's what that Facebook site is. I have another one called teamddpyoga.com. That's another one. But that Mm. Facebook is so organic and people will write comments and, you know, they, this can't, they can't believe the response they get from the other people, the outpour of love. But I go on there and it like, you know, it's the encouragement once they get going. But mm. to me, when they're having, when I've found guys who have done it without ever meeting me, they went to the list. Huh. And they found that list because they heard me talking about it somewhere. Like someone could hear it right here on yeah. the show. Yep. They could go get the app. Seven days for free to try. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to sell you. It's part of it. Like, it's for free to try. Yeah. If you don't want it, just kill it. Because if you're not going to be working, I don't want your money. doesn't mean yeah. anything. Not. I don't want your investment unless you're going to invest in you. I yep. want you to do it because you're really going to put the work in. And they may have heard about the list. And they said, didn't you say user guide? They're going to find and go, boom. I'm going to do all that first because anybody mm. that I see that's like this one girl named Stephanie Kelly, she's on that page. And I was just showing, uh, Asa again, this is a guy who's a you know chiropractor and a MD, you know, and a strong man. Yeah. I, I come across this girl, Stephanie and Stephanie started 300 plus pounds. The only reason I know who she is, because I saw, it wasn't just her post. I saw her, they make like a before and after picture mm-hmm. in the uh, thing, but it's not like the physical, meaning it's not the weight transformation because they're only in six months and she's over 300 pounds when she starts. It's going to take in some time. She picks her foot up. Let's see if I can, what I can do here. 
but you can see me here. So yeah, yeah. Just imagine my foot's just a little bit off the ground, and that's right. the first picture. Yeah. Next to that, she's got the other picture, so you can see. That I'm oh man! On anything, she's got that foot pulled over her head. Incredible. And she's been doing the and I, and I now I read about, it. and I see I you know like I'm so excited. I'm I've never been a workout person. Uh, I've never been able to stick to anything like this. Um, she goes, but this time it's just different. And, you know, I started at this weight over 300 pounds now mm. under 300 and I'm like down 38 pounds in six months. And, and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking if I, if I would have been working with her, if she would have found the list, which she didn't, she did wow. it from cutting back on her eating. And I know at some point she's going to hit a wall. And right. it's be a hard wall because until you know, let's just go back before they genetically modified, change the food. And I'm going to uh-huh. go for another 15 minutes past this. So I'm waiting for when Paige calls me, then I got, you got five minutes. Awesome, uh, man. Sounds good. By the way, my girlfriend's name is Paige. <laughs> <laughs> my real first name is Paige until I change it to Dallas Page. I don't love know it. I thought here. So, the bottom line is what they did to the food. People can think whatever they want to think. I'm good with it. But I know from, from work, from my yeah. own work, I don't know from what the government tells me or this site tells me or that site tells me. Because I can give you a thousand articles who will tell you how great genetically modified food is for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you another thousand that tells you it is poison. Right. All right. All yeah. I know is before the negative modified food in 1996, let's go back to 1986. I dare you to find me a 300 pound woman anywhere. Mm. They didn't exist. Yeah. Okay. There might be one here, one there, but there sure as hell wasn't 400 pound women. Right. There are a lot of them out there too. There yeah. 600 pound women. Uh-huh. Right. They got a show about it. Right. Men, in 1984, I think it was when the Chicago, uh, I could be wrong about the date, but I'm pretty sure it was, maybe it was 86, one of those years, when the, when the Chicago Bears won the world, uh, the, the Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl shuffle. The refrigerator went through the line and yeah. over 300 pounds. Like, that was a big deal. Right. <laughs> the fridge. In high school kids are over 300 pounds on the line. Yeah, no, that is that okay. is very true. The 500 pound guys, you could never find a 500 pound guy. 500 pound guys are everywhere today. Hmm. What has changed? Yeah. The food. So yeah. when I get, and they're beat up and they're depressed, when I get, when Jake Roberts and Scott Hall moved in my house, the first thing they did they didn't know it, but they stopped eating garbage. They stopped uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, organic. Yeah. Because that's all that's in my house. Yeah. And they weren't going out to eat. They weren't right. working on the road. So the first thing that happened is they started to feel better. Right. And then I could get them working out. 
taking the time and then building and then building. And then I'd be in interviews with Jake. And because I mean, uh, Yahoo Sports interviewers, uh, HBO Sports, you know, Deadspin. I mean, everybody wanted yeah. to know like what I was doing, bringing these two guys who were addicts in my house. I didn't yeah. look at it like that. These guys were my brothers. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys were very inspirational in you know in my career. Right. So, I mean, the least I could do is help them help give back. Yeah. And. What ended up happening is Jake would say how the program gives him confidence. Hmm. And I really didn't understand that right away. And one after one of the interviews, I said, so what do you mean, Jake? Why, why does the program give you confidence? And he said, well, first of all, I was over 300 pounds. He goes, when I lost that first 10 pounds, he goes, D, that was like a win for me. I ain't had a win in 20 years. Oh, I lost the next 10 and the next 10. And then, you know, I, I couldn't get up and get down. And then you showed me how to use that chair. And then I didn't even need to use that chair. Like right. it was all those things that built confidence. And that's what's happening with people who do my program. That's why we have such crazy results. So, like I find people every day that their whole lives are changed. And I may have never saw them until right then. Yeah. You know, so what an impact it's powerful, man. And you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And I do what I do. Cause I love what I do, you know, mm-hmm. you know, let me, let me ask you a question because that was one of the things. And I know that you've actually, like you, you alluded to a little bit, work with some like very high level athletes as well uh, with regards to rehab, but you know, what was I just watching today? I think it's a new one. The we can rebuild you the rebuild program. Mm-hmm. And I watched you help this, this older woman, who couldn't even get herself off the ground to eventually get to a point where she was able to get up with ease and she was able to sit cross-legged. And one of the things that struck me was, and I want your take on this, but you know, you seem to have this knack for figuring out how to modify things so that anyone can do it. Is, is that something that's been developed through all the thousands of clients you've had is that something that you just kind of like intuitively pick up and problem solve? Like, what is that process like for you? Because it seems so critical to some of these incredible transformations that you guys have documented. When I first started, when I first blew my back out, my wife at the time, Kimberly, was like, you've got to try yoga. I'm like, I'm not doing effing yoga. Yeah. (laughs) At some point, she talked me into it. And there was no such thing as modifications. Ah. So I had to figure them out. And within three weeks, I was starting to figure them out. And mm-hmm. I was feeling a difference. Like, wow, this is helping me. Now I'm doing rehab too. And I've rehabbed both shoulders, both knees. Now I'm rehabbing my back. <laughs> I know all that stuff from right. doing it. So I said, instead of doing the back stuff, I just mix it with the yoga stuff. Yeah. And then when I mix it old school calisthenics and then something before there was DDPY jacked, there was no bands and it was just engaging as you're moving. Which is a lot tougher than it looks, by the way. I'm in, look, I'm in really good shape. And I was like, yeah, let me give this a try. And my wife and I were doing it together. And both of us were like, I'm like sweating, (laughs) you know? And I like, I really work out. I lift heavy. Like, and I was like, oh, this will be a breeze. By the end of it, I was like, damn. 
I was like, if I wish I had a heart rate monitor hooked up because I'm like, it's, it's, it's up there, which is really, really cool. And I think I adjusted my back like three different times. What's better than that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Exactly. Going, oh, I just adjusted my back. I love when right. it happens. Right, right. Um, I figured it out for myself first. Ah. And then as time would go on, I, I just figured out how to – I have to be in front of the person. Okay. Like to feel their energy and what they're willing to do. And then where can I, because I don't push anybody. There's no such thing as no pain, no gain. Pain means pain. Mm. Like how do we work around that? Um, and I can just, I can just do it, man. And yeah. that's when people want to get next to me and actually work with me. Um, like I was like, I was, I was sitting here with this, with, with Asa, the doc. Yeah. And I got taken through the Facebook site and this girl, Stephanie Kelly, I started to tell you this. She is doing so great. Her form is so amazing. And she talked about how she's having trouble sweeping her leg through. She's never been able to do it. Sweeping huh. her leg through into a lunge. Yeah. Because, you know, she's still big. You know, she's not where she wants to be yet. But she hasn't yep. had the mobility yet exactly. And I just looked at my buddy Ace and I go, let's go make her a video right now. Hmm. And... I made the video, the same thing I did for Arthur. I showed him how to, instead of sweep that leg straight through, sweep it around. Right. And as you're going around, when you got it, just grab your leg and pull the rest of the way. Yeah. And that's yeah. how Arthur did it. And I know that's how she'll do it. And I said, go into you know, the down dog and lift your left, right hand up. Now lift your left hand up. Now try to lift it and hold it for three seconds. And because she's strong. But she might not. She might not think she's strong enough. Uh, you see, well, wow, I can do this with just one arm. You don't want to stay there too long. But again, to, it's, to sweep your leg through, you got to move your hand anyway. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it just gets. And I would have put it up there as a post, but I just sent it right to her, and she. You could tell, like, she wouldn't have figured that out for a long time. She would have been like. Hitting the wall, hitting the wall. Well, sometimes you got to go around the wall. Right. And, and she, I know she'll, she, she might even put it up, put them together, and and then it'll explain. And then it'll, people will see, oh, God, I can do that. Mm -hmm. That's what every video, I'll give you the best example. You're going to love this. Yeah. You, you love sports stuff. What's the number one sports movie of all time? Hoosiers or Rudy? Oh, man. Well, Rudy saw the video of disabled veteran Arthur Borman. Oh, no kidding. And when he saw it, a friend of ours named Roman Rosel, who is the oldest walk-on to D1 wrestling. It used to be Randy Couture. Now it's Roman to actually huh. start at ASU. And uh, he went to this college thing. And now he's on a quest to be a professional wrestler at 35. Rudy okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is, though, I'm helping him. And what does he do is he sends a video to Rudy, who met him and loves him. Yeah. And uh, Rudy's like, I have to do this. So Roman calls me up. He goes, Rudy says he saw the video. He has to do this. He's 72. He's beat up. He's got 50 pounds to lose. I said, give me his number right now. Awesome. I'm a huge mark for Rudy. I like the guy who's the actor. I love the guy who actually saw the vision.
Yeah. And yeah. within four days, my business partner, Steve, you and I were on a plane flying to Vegas. Hmm. And we spent three days with Rudy. And we complete, my, my girl Paige went in and friggin' redid his kitchen and changed the way he ate, changed the way he thought. Again, I said, if you can just give me 33% of Rudy who got into Notre Dame, right? you own this. Because yeah. Rudy's a visionary. Like, and the, he's the first one I've ever really met that did something really amazing that only he saw. Like mm. I did it with wrestling and I'm doing it with DDPY. And eventually I'm going to be doing it as an actor. Yeah. I acted for 22 years. Something's going to happen for me in the next year that could change my life. And it's a series that's going to be on Netflix. It could change my life. The only reason I want to do it first of all, I love acting. I don't want it for a full-time occupation. I just want to be a working actor. Yeah. The show at 64 that I can be, like, I want to have, I want to be, have, be an A-list actor. That's it. I don't need to be The Rock. The Rock is the man. The <laughs> yeah, he's done pretty well for himself. Star in the world Yep. One of us. And because of that, he has helped John Cena escalate to a whole other oh, man. plus plus level. He's, he's everywhere. He's amazing. Batista is killing it. Yeah. I mean, all my boys out there are doing, they're, they're really showing, hey, man, these guys can act. Right. They're entertaining as hell. Yeah. Or, so what we were doing was acting in front of 20,000 people a night. Oh, there's no cut. Right. Do it again. Improv yeah. and yeah. just yeah. like One repetition. Shot. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's kind of like you were saying too, those 10,000 hours. It's 10, like, hours. you know, yes, now there's a, it's a different, it's a studio. It's, it's a different setup, but it's like, to your point, those guys have been doing it live. They've been doing theater, you know, uh, to put it another way, no, right. 20,000 people how many days a year. So yeah. it really does make a lot of sense. When I was in my prime running, I was running 270 plus nights a year. Oh. And doing Hollywood Square, yeah. The Tonight Show, Greg Kilborn, uh, spot shows and little movies and stuff. You know, whatever right. whatever it took to, to ride that tsunami. And yeah. now this time I'm sitting back and I'm enjoying it. And I've been very, 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 very successful with my program and what we've been doing because we're organic and we're real. Mm. But it never happens without the work I put into wrestling. Yep. It never happens. Because uh, my ex-wife, who's in Relentless, you'll hear her talking, because people trust what Diamond Dallas Page has to say. Right. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to try to sell you on shit. I yeah. want you to want to do it because you're inspired. When we were on Shark Tank, my business partner, Steve Yu. I was just reading about this. Yeah, he, he's amazing. And Mr. Wonderful. This Remember, we filmed for an hour for them to get eight minutes, which was oh, no amazing kidding. for us. But one of the things that what you never saw, Mr. Wonderful said, 
in this space, this fitness space, before the internet, there's two companies who made money, Beachbody and um, Gaiam, a yoga company. Mm, okay. Everyone else, you could fill the Astrodome with how many DVDs came from athletes and actors trying to you know, get a quick sell on right. their workout. Yeah. He goes, how are you guys being successful in this spot where nobody is? And Steve said, we inspire people. Hmm. And Mr. Wonderful went, yeah, yeah, that's great. How do you make the money? <laughs> right. I go, Show me the dollars and cents. Yeah, bro, we inspire people. That's what we do. You know, everything else will work out. Yeah. Well, and I, I love, you know, that you said again, like the wrestling, it took eight years, like the overnight success was eight years of hard work and like just blood and sweat. And then I think a lot of people probably wouldn't realize the DDPY again, like you said, another eight years. And so it's just, it's just, uh, you know, I think that in itself is really inspiring. Like one have, have big dreams, but be willing to put in the work for a long time, especially when someone like Mr. Wonderful says, the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can, what would you say? The Superdome with DVDs? Right. I mean, that's basically saying like, it's listen, it's not going to work out for you. So let me tell you, I'm in Hollywood and I'm studying to be an actor with a guy named Howard Fine, who's an amazing, amazing human being and acting coach. Hmm. And uh, he's all about putting the work in. You don't have to be yeah. an actor. He will help you. But you have to put the work in. Right. And Howard... Um, Oh, God, where was I going with that? Oh, man. Talking about putting the work in. Oh, damn it. My, my, my ADD kicked in. <laughs> and normally I'm really good with it uh, because I've been doing this NAD, this, this intravenous. Oh, yeah. For your brain. I wanted to ask you about that because I just saw maybe – we, maybe we can – if you don't mind, we can switch to that really quick. Sure. I just saw you did uh, 11 and a half – 10 second push-ups or something right before your 65th birthday. So I do a fair amount of research before these things, but this one was just a blast for me. And I was like, damn, I was like, this guy has stayed in such incredible shape. And then you start talking about 75, 85, 95, you know, what are you doing in addition to, you know, all your, your training and eating, right? Like, are, are there other things like what you just mentioned NAD that you're doing, you know, with regards to uh, longevity? Kevin Nash said it the best. Someone said, how is he doing this? How is he holding back the hands of time like this? He goes, right. what is he doing? And Nash said, because Nash is another guy who does this, all this stuff too. Oh, Nash cool. said, you probably should ask him, what isn't he doing? <laughs> like I start every day. I was up at seven o'clock this morning. Okay. I grabbed my iPad, iPhone, I sealed them off. And I got in my hyperbaric chamber for an hour and a half. Oh, awesome. And mine is goes to 12 PSI, which means 30 feet below sea level. Oh, wow. And also at that point, the oxygen will break the blood brain barrier. So yeah. that's oxidizing your brain. Oh, uh, interesting. Any wrestling app fans out there, they all know who Daniel Bryan is. Well, Daniel had so many concussions that they were like, you're done. No more. No more. We're not going to be responsible. Yeah. He found hyperbaric chambers out mm. in California where he lives every morning and every evening, hour and a half. Now no he's kidding. out there bouncing around like a pinball again. 
You know, it's so rare. But there's a guy who really puts the work in, Daniel Bryan. I hope he's continuing to do it because he needs to. But I'll go right from that to my infrared sauna, where at that point, my girl brings me down some oatmeal, blueberries, cashews, and uh, and bananas. I'm going to eat that in 140-degree uh, temperature. Oh, you <laughs> so you have the breakfast in the sauna. Yeah, because I want to do two things at one time. Yeah, exactly, plus, man. Plus I'm studying my lines, you know? Right. Um, and then I get and I go in the steam room and I do 15 minutes of voice therapy. Ah, okay. Right, because the acid reflux has been damaging. Yeah. yeah all that. Um, now, if I, if I didn't have this surgery, I would have went from the hyperbaric chamber to the mat. Hmm. And then I would have maybe if, if I had time for the sauna, I'd hit it. I absolutely would have hit the steam. Yeah. And then I'm gonna my days are mapped out. You know, uh I eat super clean. Um yet yesterday, uh my girl Paige and I we did um a say um and um the what's it called? Uh whatever the bag is. Um oh like a saline. Yeah, it's saline, but it's more than that. I can't remember what it has in it. Uh, but I do know we put the extra vitamin C in there because yeah. you eat all the oranges or take all the vitamin C pills you want. You're not going to get a tenth of what you get from that going right into your system. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's it's water soluble. So within the next week or so, it's out. So hmm. we do it again. Yeah. And I've, I've got a girl who's my, my, my girl, Paige, at this point, she can almost get the thing every time. So really? okay. there who's teaching her and, uh, and then we'll do the NAD and, you know, I'm connected in, in the people that will sell me that stuff at cost. So oh, you know, nice. NAD is very interesting. Bill, you know, it, it's, it's, it's much less. So, Got it. And, and I'm going to buy bulk, you know, cause I want to get the best price. Uh, and again, I'm, I, like you said, I'm not preparing for 65. I've been saying this since I was 59. I'm not preparing for 65 because that's going to be here tomorrow. Well, guess what? Before I know it, it'll be April 5th and it'll be 65. Right. I'm preparing for 75, 85, 95, even 105. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it all comes down to I want to be mobile. I want to be mm-hmm. strong. I want to still be able to pull my foot up over my head if I haven't done anything. Yeah. Like when you can do that, your core strength is at a different level. Yeah. That's uh, it's funny. Cause I, I can relate to that so much. And I've actually said as much on this podcast. It's like, you know, look, I view, you know, cause I like to set big goals and like some of this stuff is a little wacky, a little out there, but it keeps me interested. But for me, it's, and it sounds like for you as well, it's like, it's an investment in your health. Like the workout that you do today is an investment, not just in like all the benefits that you get short term, but like, I like you have a very similar vision, like at 90, a hundred, I don't just want to just be like kept alive. I want to be active. I want to be moving around. I want to be playing with grandkids, you know? Yeah. 100%. So I, I, com- I completely aligned with you on that. You know, great grandkids, you know, exactly. Uh, you know, to me, it really just comes down to, you know, putting that little extra time. And I'm uh-huh. also like, I'm like the greatest multitasker ever. Like yeah. I, I was just talking to Sting because uh, um, 
that guy, Kid Roman, had sent me his, you know, what match really got him the way he really noticed me. And it was a match that me and Sting had early on 1996. Okay. I want to back this up. Yeah, please. Michael I feel P. like I might have watched this. So, <laughs> Michael P.S. Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin, two of the greatest talkers of all time, at the end of their career together, had me managing them. Hmm. And they weren't, they, you know, Dusty decided, you know, and he didn't tell me, Magnum told me. He came up and told me at TV, he said, listen, we can't let you manage guys anymore. And I'm like, what, hmm. what did I do wrong? He goes, you didn't do anything wrong. But the hair, the clothes, the bling, the rap, the dolls, like, it's just, it's taking too much attention away from the boys. And they're the ones who draw the money, you know, not the manager. I go, well, I'll break it down. He goes, no, no. I go, it's, it's not your fault. I go, so you're telling me I'm too over the top for professional wrestling? <laughs> And he started laughing. He goes, as a manager, yes. Oh, no way. I just put you in a pair of tights and boots and see if you can do this. And you asked me earlier, what makes someone click? Like, mm. what makes someone say, I am done living this 260, 300, 350, 390, 400, 500, 600 pound life? Yeah. I'm done. I'm right. changing it. And I'm going to change my life and I'm going to start owning my life. Right. For me, it was about kind of like when I made the first videotape, I wanted Smitty to be the wrestler. And my dream was I was going to manage him. Yeah. And then when he didn't want to do it, I figured, screw it. I'll just manage myself. And then at that exact moment when Magnum told me I was too over the top for being a manager and I could still be the color commentator on the fourth string show, I vision the next guy that retires, takes that spot, and I'm out. Uh, like, what did you get in this business for when you were 23? Just be a wrestler. Forget the age. Forget everything. You have yeah. the mental ability to do whatever you want. So that's what's on my brain. And I'm, I've made that decision. I'm going to go down to power plant. I'm going to learn how to wrestle. Now, remember. <laughs> yeah, and how old are you at this point? 35. You've been, you've been, 35 and a half. Okay. So I, we're in Chattanooga. And I only know because I remember the curtain is blue. It's plastic and it's blue. And that's their colors. Bottom line is. I'm, their music's playing as they're walking up. And I go, you guys heard it's my last night managing you, right? And they were, they were super empathetic. They were like, yeah, yeah. man, sorry, bro. Yeah, I know, you know, hey, you gave it your best shot. Super nice. Yeah. And then I said, yeah, uh, it is what it is. I go, I got seven months left of my contract. I'm going to go on a power play and I'm going to learn how to wrestle. And they yeah. looked at each other. And went from being empathetic to laughing their ass off. No People kidding. Fell on the ground laughing, right? <laughs> I gave them both the finger and went to the ring. Right. So that was in 1990, okay? So now it's 1996. 
And I have this match with Sting. Yeah. And Sting really gave me a lot. And he let me call the match out there. And it was, it was, it was our, probably with a top guy who was my first really good, I, would, I wouldn't say great, but really good match. Okay. But for my level, where I was, it would have been great of anything I had done up till then. Hmm. And um, felt really good about it and uh, got home. And I was getting ready to walk out the door and I heard the answer machine go off. And I was just going to let it go to answer machine. Remember those days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back when those existed. And right as I was about to walk out the door, I hear, hey, pay ass. Hey. When he starts talking, I go, that's Michael. I ain't talked to him since he left WCW, went to WWF as one of the writers. Hmm. I freaking, I ran to the phone, I pick up, I go, hey, Mike, what's up, bro? He goes, God damn. <laughs> I go, Mike, Mike, you all right? You're right. Son, God. I go, Mike, are you okay? He's like, yes, Paige, I'm fine. I'm fine. He says, you know, sometimes you call somebody, you just want to leave a message. <laughs> He said, yeah, um, you want me to hang up so you can call back with right. a message? No, no, son of a bitch. He's like, I, I got I to be honest with you, Paige. Watched your match last night. Everybody did up here. And I got I to gotta be, be honest with you. I have never been so happy to oh, eat crow. <laughs> You're doing it, awesome. kid. I'm proud of you. Click and he me. And, and it was a defining moment in my life. Yeah. You know, I'll give you one other call because I got to go and leave you with this. Yeah. That was in 1996, January. January of 1997, I get a call. And you have to understand that Jake Roberts watched all my matches, all my videos, everything for years from. Yeah. From 91, from 93, 92, 93 to 96. And I hadn't seen him in a year, talked to him or anything. Okay. 97, I get a phone call. I pick up the phone, I hear, congratulations. I go, Jake, is that you? <laughs> yeah. I go, congratulations for what, bro? He says, we invented the DDT. Probably <laughs> <laughs> like that was like becoming that was like my first world championship oh man I mean, the guy who I think was one of the very best tell me that I did what he did yeah well yeah. and like going back to that day in the bar yes just like you know it's just like full circle and I don't even know how many years must have passed between them but like just how how incredible yeah that would have been I mean, like six four that would have been like twelve years. Well, there's got to there's got to be a, a movie at some point. <laughs> like this story is just too too good. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh uh, man, hey Dallas, man, I, I appreciate this so much. This has been such a blast, and uh, you being so gracious with your time, man, and for everything that you're doing to help people. Um, really, really appreciate it. It's it's been a lot of fun to watch. Well, thank you, man. Uh, so why don't we do this? I'm gonna send you relentless. Oh yeah, please. Once it comes out, get a hold of Marlon. He'll set it up okay. again. Then we'll talk about relentless. 
In the meantime, awesome. you start doing those jacked workouts. All right. Yeah, man. And I will. I will. You know. I, you know. What I'm going to do too. I'm going to. I'm going to record them, and I'm going to post uh, when this comes out as well. I'm going to. I'm going to post me doing some of that stuff, and uh, it'll be fun, man. All right, brother. You better go ask mommy, daddy. <laughs> Who is hungrier, me or you? Uh, probably you. And let me, yeah, let me. St- I'm doing a fast, but it's still probably you. I've had breakfast, protein shake. I had lunch, late lunch snack, uh, and I am starving. Wait, lunch plus late lunch snack? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. When uh, you weren't looking, you went outside. I, I went down and I dabbled and I got some snacks. And I feel like I haven't eaten all day. And now I'm thinking you actually haven't eaten all day. Well, that's not true. I had some fish oil pills. What do you, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this. What, what is the fast you're doing? High level. Cause I know we're going to do a bigger wrap up down the road, but this is like day one. Yeah. It's the prolonged fast mimicking diet. So it's not actually a fast where I'm not eating at all. Yeah. There's some things like this morning I had like this fasting bar, which is basically fruit and nuts and. Oh wait, um, there's actual solid food. Yeah. 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 On day one. Oh, on day one. I think day two might have one or two solid things too. But then there's like soup mixes, like broths and yeah, it's supposed to trick your body into thinking it's fasting. So you get all of the anti-aging and fat loss benefits. It's a without really totally cool cutting idea. Out food. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm very interested. I don't think I would do well regardless, mm. but this seems, I don't know. This seems like a really cool approach. It's like if your body thinks it's fasting then it's going to create all and start all those yeah. processes that people are usually trying to achieve anyways. Yeah. Um, but you can still, you know, eat, get some nutrition in. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I'm starving. Yeah. Let's jump into DDP though. Cause okay. we're going to, we're going to come back to this fast and actually I'm curious to see how the next run it by my wife section goes. Cause it's seven days, right? No, it's five days. It's five days. Oh, okay. So I will, ju- I will just be coming off of it. You'll probably. be refueled. Yeah, I'll be refueled. I'll be interested to hear how it goes on. Maybe we'll do the full wrap up then. Yeah, okay. Um, But pre-fasted state, you had some pretty good takeaways. Yeah. I'm not even going to do the first one. I'm just going to hand it right over to you because they were so spot on that I was like, yeah. I know. It's one of those times where we had the same takeaways. Completely aligned. Or two of them at least. Well, and that's, I mean, how likable was he? Yeah, he was great. Can you believe that he's in his like mid 60s? No, he looks awesome. He looks awesome, and we did the DDPY. Yeah. We've done what? You and I have done one. Yeah, I did one time. with you. You did a few more than me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny. So one of the takeaways, and we're, I'm doing this out of order, but their like slogan or tagline, whatever, is DDPY meets you where you are. But it's funny because like you and I, we're both fit people, but mm-hmm. we're in very different places in our like, I don't know. Our bodies like are very bulky. different. Yeah. You're like long and lean. <laughs> Is that what you were going for? Yeah. Like we're, <laughs> we're just like built very differently, but we were both be able, we were both able to do it and like get a lot from it. Right. And I knew like it was legit. So I knew it was probably going to be a good workout. I was still surprised by yeah. how good of a workout it was. Yeah. Like, and even just little things, it's very easy to look at it. And I'm sure this is what he's been battling the whole eight plus years that he's been doing it is just like this perception of what yoga is. And I actually uh-huh. enjoy yoga. Um, but I, you know, it's just like, I still just carry around this bias about mm-hmm. what yoga is. Like, is it going to be a good workout? And I was a, a 100% sincere when I said that I was like sweating at the end of it. Yeah, you And are. I was like, whew. 
I was hard. Like, it was hard. Did not expect that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it's awesome. Cool. I liked it a lot. Very cool. But okay, I, I cut you off. You were saying first takeaway, DDPY meets you where you are. Yeah. No, and I just thought that was cool. Like there's like no matter where you are mm-hmm. in your fitness goals or what kind of body you have, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anyone can do it and it's And I think that is why some of these transformations that have gone viral or that you can find on his website or on YouTube um, are so effective because, and he made this point, it doesn't just meet you where you are if you're a relatively healthy person. Mm -hmm. He will go all the way to like, you can't get out of bed. He's like, let's start there. I know the bed stretching. That's so crazy. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's really cool. Well, and it's- I think that makes it way more- obtainable for people like they they see that and they're like okay I could do this and that's something that I think is so important too you know how many people stop short of something that they actually probably could have achieved because like the milestones felt too far yeah yeah you know and it's like it's kind of saying hey look no it's okay to start where you are like if like, don't be ashamed of the fact that for whatever reasons, uh, things in, in or out of your control, you need to start with a bed workout. There's already so many people that need to start there that we created a whole program about, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, uh, approachable is a word that keeps coming to mind, but, uh, I don't know. It just felt like a very judgment free way to like, start getting yourself healthy at, at no matter yeah. where you're at in your life. Less intimidating. Cause so many of these like workout programs are classes that you can take, you need a level of fitness right. to even participate in them. And that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Thank like, you. <laughs> bam. Nailed it. But you're right. Like with most of these fitness classes, like I just sent you the link, uh, for our daughter that, that like dance, dance fitness yeah. app is yeah. called cheesy or something. Yeah. Anyways, where did you find that? It was on CNBC. Oh, okay. <laughs> People are like, where's this conversation going? Uh, but anyways, like something like that, like, yeah, you have to have a very high like baseline to even begin to do what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's so cool that he's built a program that can serve all the way up to elite athletes, mm-hmm. all the way down to people who are just looking to get back like some basic mobility and some basic like foundational strength and flexibility. Yeah. It's really cool. Really pretty cool. Um, okay. Nailed that one. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, you had another one that I know is your favorite. So oh, much so that I don't even want to steal it. This might be one of my favorite lines of any podcast. Wow. High praise. Done. It's like the best quote. I think we've yeah. had some very quotable people, but very this true. is my luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so spot on. It is so spot on because it is, it's very easy to look at the success that someone's enjoying today and just start applying all these reasons for why they got there. Oh, it was lucky. Oh, it's because he was a famous wrestler. Oh, mm-hmm. it's because, you know, X, Y, Z, name all of like the, uh, you know, jealous reasons we probably come up with subconsciously. I love that he yeah. said like each big breakthrough that he had, whether it be wrestling or now, you know, DDPY, he's like, man, that was eight years in the making, mm-hmm. you know? And I love the story he had with Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Even when he was probably starting to pick up some steam and he had some numbers to show the guy who's a, a shark, you know, someone who assesses businesses for a living was like, listen, this isn't going to work. <sighs> He's like a fitness DVD, a fitness workout program. He's like, you know, how many people have tried this. Yeah. Like there's so many points where he could have stopped and given up. Yeah. Which is what I think really separates people like him 
who go on to accomplish things that look like, you know, there's a lot of luck involved, mm-hmm. just like tireless hard work and persistence. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That was really good. Um, I had another one. Oh, damn it. I just spoke to it. Yeah, I, I thought that you were going to <laughs> say that takes me to point three. Oh, no, I'm moving to point three. Doing something like that. Yeah. No, but it's just, you know, I who else? Someone else made the comment like my overnight success took like years. Mm, yeah, someone did say that. Someone said that recently. But I think that's a lot of things. Very few things happen literally overnight. Yeah. Unless you're famous on TikTok. Yeah, unless you're just crushing life on TikTok. <laughs> but sorry that was no, I loved but it. yeah very few things like require little effort like if you're going to be successful at something you need to put in the work and that reminds me where I was trying to go before I lost my train of thought we're um, both so hungry so hungry it's hard to my think god I haven't hungry. eaten in like an hour <laughs> <sighs> how are you doing over there sipping on your um, I'm so excited fasting juices no no this is just water oh just water I'm excited to go downstairs and make myself some tea oh yum Delicious. Full, full belly, full belly of tea. Well, it, so something else that I, I kind of thought about when I heard him say that, that, you know, each overnight success took eight years. It's like, man, am I willing to commit like that level of work to really see something through? I know. You know, again, like that could be daunting, right? There, there's a couple ways to approach it. It's like, man, looking eight years out in front is like way too long. Like you're going to shut yourself down before you even get going. I know. Us millennials don't like to. No, short like attention spans. Instant gratification. Exactly. But it's also kind of like uh, reassuring, right? Mm-hmm. If you do have a goal that's really big, you know, to hear someone who's had multiple breakthroughs, hopefully a third. I can't. I know there's a Disney song that talks about this. Are you thinking Frozen 2? Uh, one foot in front of the other maybe no there's one that's more like blatant <laughs> okay we'll follow up okay maybe we'll cut Kenny my, will sing it to you we'll, next yeah time. we'll cut my intro music and use that instead mm-hmm. no but you know it's just like if you're someone listening and you have a goal you're starting a business you're you know you're starting something that matters to you mm-hmm. I just hope that if nothing else you walked away from, from this being like you know what you gotta put in a lot of work over a lot of time Mm-hmm. And just trust that even though you're not seeing it today, like there will be a moment hopefully where it breaks through, but like, you're going to have to like put in that time. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. If we're going to catch Joe Rogan, am I willing to do eight years? Maybe. Yeah. No, I am. This is, this is so much fun. Alrighty. We got to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to tell them who next week's guest is? Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Yes. Dave please. Maloney. Founder of the D10, one of the most successful athletic charitable organizations on the planet. Mm-hmm. Coming on the show next Very week. Exciting. It's going to be a good one, folks. All righty. Well, thank you as always. We appreciate you listening. And if you're having fun, enjoying it, leave us a rating and a review. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> we will see you next week. All right. Bye.